episode one, first episode I'm doing of this weekly podcast. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about the week four recap and the week five preview. I apologize, I haven't been doing a lot of recaps. I didn't do a, a draft uh, draft preview or, or a season ending podcast, but we're going to get we're going to get after it. We're going to start this up, and hopefully it gives you guys an easy way to you know listen to what's going on, easily consume the league, and laugh at me tilt full hard all day long at my team and y'all's teams and my terrible traits. All right, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to talk a little bit about the the uh, recap that I wrote up. Um, it'll, it'll follow that pretty similarly. You can pull that up as well. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about each team. I'm going to start with the biggest mover in the power rankings this past week. Now, this is two weeks worth of change. We got a bunch of teams that actually went up two spots. And we're going to put Alex as the biggest mover. Alex moved up from spot four to spot two. He's number two overall in the power rankings. And that, that's a pretty big move. You know, I Alex is looking hot. And that's over the course of two weeks. Uh, the biggest down player, the guy that's moving down the furthest, Evan. Evan's minus six. Adams has been out. Remember, Adams put up 40 in week one. I kind of carried Evan's points four when I was doing the power ranking calculation in week two. Man, Adams has been out and Evan has plummeted to number eight, uh, which is missing the playoffs. All right, let's jump right into the week four recap. Most points scored on the week, winner of the illustrious, unlimited Russell Wilson style, uh, $10 reward for most points this week. Uh, Alex Semideni put up 170.5 points. Alex, go get yourself some White Claws because you are $10 richer than you were the week before. Dak. This season is on pace for 6,760 total yards. <laughs> I can't. Every time, dude, I, I lose it on that number. The previous record, which I, I wrote this a little bit in the show doc, previous record, 5,477 yards. That's like 1,300 yards different. What? That's like 20%. How is this possible? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Dak is going bananas. And, you know, we've seen this in the past for some fantasy players. When a team has an awful, horrendous defense, the offense usually puts up crazy numbers. These Cowboys are one in three, I think. And Dak is on pace for 6,700 yards. That is fantasy gold. You should start every Cowboy you possibly can every single week until proven otherwise. That's just a desk. Tips and tricks from me. I like Gallup too. I like Gallup. I mean, I would, Gallup's been a little rough. I still would start. In this game, Alex took on Colt. Colt put up 152 points. That's an 18 point difference. Colt got shredded by the most points on the week. Sometimes that's rough. Colt would have beat uh, seven other teams in the league. So that's, that's just kind of rough sometimes. You know, that's rough, buddy. Let's get into some of the players we got. Lamar put up an okay game, 32 points, had two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Dak with 56. That's a difference maker. That's 24 points different at the quarterback position already. Other than that, both teams had pretty good days. Uh, Alex started Daryl Henderson. I liked the start last week, actually, Daryl Henderson, and was terrible. 4.7 points, wasn't getting the carries. Uh, I believe it was the Malcolm Brown show all game. 
goodness gracious. Allen Robinson is a phenomenal wide receiver and is a disgrace to him and his family that he never has a quarterback. Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky are both awful. But Allen Robinson still had a good fantasy game last week. Now I'm scared for Alex because Chris Godwin out obviously last week, out again this week. Austin Eckler, who Alex started, went onto the injured reserve list. Austin Eckler out for a little bit. That's scary. That's scary for Alex's team. I don't think he has quite the flexes that he wants to be able to play uh, with the injury to Austin Eckler. Full healthy Alex is dangerous. I like him coming out of the draft, but the the, the depth and, and flexibility isn't quite there. For Colt, I uh, do not like starting to kill Harry and or Keelan Cole. So honestly, I would blame your loss on that above all other things, Colt. Let's move on to the second most points scored on the week, Brandon. Brandon put up 163.10 points. Evan put up 148 points. And I think we all know the one reason Brandon won this game, and that is because of me. Narcissism. Seriously, though, I traded Joe Mixon to Brandon, if you remember, a couple weeks ago when Joe Mixon was just a, just a wee boy, just a wee lad. This week, Joe Mixon put on some freaking man pants. He used that Manscaped trimmer. He sacked up Joe Mixon, 25 attempts, 151 yards, two touchdowns, six catches, 30 yards, one touchdown. That gives you 44 points in our league, 44 total points. That's a fourth of Brandon's total points that he scored this week. That's rough, dude. I feel bad for Evan. You can't take on a 44-point scorer, and, and as long as he starts other players who are good, you're going to win. I feel bad for Brandon. Nick Chubb went on IR early in this game, uh, and he'll be without out Nick Chubb for a little bit. So that's, a, that's rough. But on the other side, Brandon also got Robbie Anderson from me. Robbie Anderson is the wide receiver one for this team. He just is. He's getting insane targets. I mean, Robbie Anderson is a great play. He's a wide receiver, too, probably, every single week. And the return of Kenny Galladay makes Brandon's team really a force to be reckoned with, in my opinion. Um, You know, Josh Jacobs didn't score a touchdown. Josh Jacobs hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. I got a real fun stat for you guys. And I, I was talking a little bit with Scott earlier this week. Josh Jacobs has yet to score a touchdown in a Raiders loss. So if the Raiders lose, Josh Jacobs didn't score. How crazy is that? And the Raiders lose. Like, they've been losing games. That means, oh, my goodness. Is that bad coaching? Is that bad running? Maybe they just need to, like, give Josh Jacobs the ball when they're down by 20 and just be like, hey, you should score so you can break that cycle. Because that's insanity. Evan had some good players this week. He had some good starts. I mean, Clyde is a good start each and every week. DJ Chark put up 30 points. Uh, really, starting Brandon Cooks was probably the main area Evan can point to that for as to a reason why he he got you know got trashed this week a little bit. I love the pickup of Jarek McKinnon. That was super smart, and I didn't see it coming. Jarek McKinnon is a must start until Mostert's healthy, and he might even be a must start after Mostert is healthy. That being said, on Evan's side, I'm worried about Zach Ertz. I'm so worried about Zach Ertz. He's getting some targets, 
man, this is the Zach Ertz game script that is the dominant Zach Ertz that we've seen in the past where every single wide receiver goes down on the Philadelphia Eagles and Zach Ertz is just a target machine. This year, he's put up 14 fantasy points and that's his max. Other than that, like this past week, he had six fantasy points, six from Zach Ertz without a single wide receiver on the team. Zach Ertz could very well be the tight end two on this team behind Dallas Goddard, who was also out last week and is currently on IR. When Dallas Goddard's back, Zach Ertz is, man, that's scary. I would be looking for a pivot if I was Evan off of Zach Ertz immediately. Let's get into the third matchup. We got Scott beat Jack by 11 points, 148 to 137. That's that's real close. That's why there's value to fantasy football. That's why Sundays are so crazy. Uh, in fantasy basketball, somebody gets a block and you're like, all right, that's pretty lit. Like maybe, and, that, and that's the best possible stat you can get, right? Maybe a steal. Fantasy football, someone scores a touchdown. Maybe it's a 40-yard bomb. That can literally win you a week. And it would have for Jack if Jack got one of those touchdowns extra this week. You, you know, you just miss it just barely. Jack underperformed compared to his projections. I think Jared Goff underperformed. I don't know, really know what happened with that offense, but I guess you don't need to do anything to beat the Giants um, if your defense is good, which it is. So that the scary part for the Rams, they got a good defense, man. You could just run the ball with Malcolm Brown all game long. Never mind, Siri. I'm having... Siri, man, that, that is brutal. I'm going to have to unplug that. Dalvin Cook put up 30 points for Scott this week, and that is the player I want to highlight. Stud running backs in fantasy are so valuable. Caleb, get this into your head. Stud running backs for fantasy are so valuable, and all you have to do is find them, and you are infinitely better. This year, the two are Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Maybe Aaron Jones tossed in there as well. Because of the injury to McCaffrey and Saquon, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara are monster plays and are a serious advantage at a position filled, fraught with uncertainty. Fraught, I tell you. Dalvin Cook had 130 yards, two touchdowns, and two for 16 through the air. That's enough to carry, in addition to Mike Evans, the classic 1,000-yard receiver Mike Evans, dominant player, uh, with Chris Godwin out, 122 yards and a touchdown, 27 fantasy points, took on monsters like Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, who I have overlooked, had 16 targets in this game. Like I said earlier in the show, you should be starting your Dallas uh, wide receivers, and you should be so happy that you have them. Because their defense, unlike the Rams, like I talked about, their defense is trash. They need to put up points in order to even be able to compete. They lost this game, and Amari Cooper had 12 catches, 134 yards, and one touchdown for 35 points. That's that's monstrous performance. But unfortunately for Jack, he's forced into a position where he has to start T.Y. Hilton. So you should what you should do in your head, if you're listening, if you're still listening, first of all, thank you. Uh, but if you're still listening, you should remove the word T.Y. Hilton from your head and call him John Doe or Joe Schmo or uh, Marcus um, 
Marcus shenanigans. I don't know. Remove the name from your head is all I'm trying to say. T.Y. Hilton, and I'm looking at the stats now, hasn't been a serviceable fantasy asset since week seven of last season. Now he's hurt, but, and before that, he only had, he had two serviceable games last year. T.Y. Hilton is done. T.Y. Hilton has has a D consistency grade. T.Y. Hilton is done. That is scary. I would not be starting T.Y. Hilton. I might not be rostering T.Y. Hilton. So Jack's in a rough spot. He does not have the bench like he would hope for, but he does have Lev Bell, who's coming back off of IR, and Mostert should be back probably not this week, but maybe the week after that. Other than that, Jack's Jack's a little rough, and, and his flexes could cost him more weeks just like it did this week. All right, matchup number four, Caleb, 147 points, beat Matt at 110 points. I'm going to start, actually, on Matt's side. And I know I usually start with the winner. Good job. Kudos to you, Caleb. Matt had Odell Beckham this week. In case you didn't, if, if you weren't there on Sunday, Odell Beckham put up 40 fantasy points. The dude had like a 40 or 50 yard touchdown run, which equated to 73 total yards on the ground and a touchdown. He had a monster bomb from Jarvis Landry, five for eight through the air, 81 yards, two touchdowns through the air. Odell Beckham is so freaking good. I feel like we've known that for a long time. Last year, actually, he was kind of dealing with an injury through the back half of the year. Not this year, man. Odell Beckham is so good. The problem with Odell, and this is, you know, this is an opinion podcast, but I would probably take it as fact because, you know, I'm going to be right. The problem with Odell is that Baker Mayfield is legitimately hot trash. Since that rookie season, Baker Mayfield hasn't really done much. Now, luckily, they got Stefanski in there. Stefanski's the new head coach who has decided to turn the team into what it should be, which is let's feed our running back core, run the football, make Baker Mayfield do the kind of nothing Kirk Cousins role at, you know, worse, because I do believe Baker Mayfield's a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. Let's get the ball into the hands of our playmakers if we can. Let's have Jarvis Landry throw the ball to Odell Beckham because it's going to be better than Baker Mayfield. Let's give it to Odell Beckham on a jet sweep because we need to get this man the ball and we can't get him the ball using Baker Mayfield. Super smart by Stefanski. There's a reason why these Browns are, what are they, three three and one? Yeah, Browns are three and one. Big reason for that is Stefanski's offense, taking the ball out of Baker's hands and putting it into playmakers that can actually win them football games. That being said, Odell Beckham, 40 points. You've heard that. Matt's team, Put up 110. That is abysmal. Matt is in a rough spot, and I'm sorry, Matt. He got hit hard by the COVID week, and then he got a couple of weird duds. Tyler Lockett, say hello to Poopville. 5.9 points, Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett was a monster leading into that week. He had eight targets, eight targets, 13 targets. This most recent week, he put up four total targets. He hadn't scored less than 17 fantasy points this week. He had five. I feel bad for Matt. COVID and the disappearance of Tyler Lockett and Julio Jones led to a one in three record. And that that's kind of rough. 
Drew Brees, not a great start. Maybe should have started Gardner Minshew or somebody. I don't know. Now, Caleb, I'll get to your side. Let's talk about Caleb's team here. Mahomes, not a great game playing the, the New England Patriots, though. 26 fantasy points. 26 isn't enough to justify a really early pick on a quarterback, but I understand last week Mahomes blew up and, and dominated the world. The reason why Mahomes is iffy to me is because you are going to play guys like Josh Allen or Dak Prescott that are putting up monster games, but you drafted them so much later when you could have had maybe another stud wide receiver or somebody in here for Caleb's lineup. But you guys know I love Mahomes. He's not even cheat code. Let's talk a little bit about Caleb's really good start of Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson, running back, Jacksonville Jaguars, didn't have a stat. Now, I, he might have logged a snap. I don't, let's find out. Do you have a snap percentage? 24%. Oh, he did have a snap. 24% snap percentage for Chris Thompson. Zero carries, zero targets, zero fumbles. That's that's zeros. Sleeper doesn't even have anything underneath his name. It looks like he didn't play. That should tell you something about the state of Caleb's team. I don't know if that was bad ownership, but that is a terrible start. Uh, and, and honestly, kind of lucky that you, you waltzed into the week. J.K. Dobbins, Caleb's running back two. I like J.K. Dobbins as a talent. I tried to trade Jack for him because Jack has him in Dynasty. Because I think he's a good player, but he's stuck like second or third on the death chart behind Mark Ingram and maybe even Gus Edwards. Dobbins had five carries this past week, and that's kind of what I expect out of Dobbins. That's what I expect out of all running backs. Like for Matt, he got the Mark Ingram touchdown, but man, I'm worried about running backs in Baltimore. They're going to run the ball really well, but it's not quite like San Francisco where you can start multiple of them. They kind of committee it. And you can't really start any of them. I'm worried about both these running backs, Mark Ingram and, and J.K. Dobbins. That being said, Caleb had C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb looks like one of those rookie wide receivers. The the gems, the, uh, the scouting paid off. Everyone slurped C.D. They usually don't break this early in the season, but he's been required to break out by the pitiful play of the Dallas Cowboys defense. CeeDee Lamb, five catches, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdown game for CeeDee Lamb. Let's talk about the, the true stud. This is the stud of the week. Stud of life. Stud of man buns. Stud of, like, every one of our girlfriends would leave us for him. George Kittle, because he's such a freaking man. George Kittle was just punking noobs, shoving them up like a truck. Hopefully you guys watched that game. George Kittle is incredible. And Caleb felt every single drop of that incredible play as Kittle put up 42 total fantasy points. 15 catches. Oh, 15 catches, 15 targets, 183 yards, and a touchdown for George Kittle. Dude, I can't, I'm not sure I could give George Kittle that much in Madden if I went and played with him right now. That's incredible. And Caleb also felt the, Jerry Judy bomb touchdown, if you guys remember that, on Thursday night. Uh, other than that, Jerry Judy had two catches. Now, it looked like he had a good game. Judy's a little scary for me, uh, scarier than CeeDee Lamb, just because he doesn't have the quarterback play. CeeDee Lamb has Dak Prescott, who's going to throw, apparently, every play. 
Jerry Judy, you know, the Broncos are, are rough right now. Jerry Judy isn't quite ready to go into a wide receiver one with a bad quarterback on a bad offense. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily be super ecstatic about starting Jerry Judy in redraft. Love him in Dynasty. You can tell he's amazing. Uh, hopefully, Caleb can get Michael Thomas back, and then we can see how well this zero running back strategy for Caleb is going to work. It could work out well. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe when he gets Michael Thomas back, he doesn't have to start Jerry Judy. I don't really like Odo or uh, Jarvis Landry either. Jarvis has been kind of average. He put up a touchdown this week, so he was okay. Serviceable for fantasy. 17 points. I guess that's pretty good, but that's he also had a touchdown. So I I don't know. That's, oh, yeah, no, it was the passing touchdown. Yeah, without that, that is passing touchdown to OBJ. Jarvis isn't that great. Anyways, let's get to the next matchup. Sorry for taking so long there, but that's an important one. We got a couple blow-up games. This was the matchup of the week. The reason why I was matchup of the week, Ty was 3-0, I was 2-1. Tyler beat me 131-118. to Ty scored the least amount of points out of any winning team last week. This matchup was a dud, man. I'm going to talk about three running backs that really didn't perform well and kind of led to the dud of the week. Jonathan Taylor, Kenyon Drake, and Miles Sanders. Now, Kenyon Drake was playing the Carolina Panthers, and hopefully you guys remember Josh Jacobs from week one. I believe Josh Jacobs had three touchdowns, minimum two, against the awful Carolina Panthers defense, who you should legitimately be able to play running back against every week. I don't care what team they play on because they're that bad, aka start up your Todd Gurley this week. I don't know. Anyways, Kenyon Drake had 13 carries, 35 yards for 3.5 fantasy points. That is not going to get it done. At that rate, you would actually rather be Caleb and play the zero RB strategy because like, why would you waste a first-round pick on a player that's going to put up 3.5 fantasy points? Anyways, Jonathan Taylor, rookie phenom, should be great. Also had a dud. Miles Sanders playing the 49ers also had a dud. These players combined for like, less than 18 fantasy points, all three of them combined. That's kind of a dud. Uh, Miles Sanders on Ty's side. That's one of the reasons why this this matchup led to such a, a low total with probably one of the highest over-unders, if you ask me, for uh, yeah projected points, one of the highest over-unders on the week. Alvin Kamara is a stud, must start every week, absolute baller, has Monday Night Football this week, but is also... Uh, going to be on by the following week so whoever plays tie that following week i believe russell wilson also on by the following week yeah whoever plays tie in week six just freaking count your stars up put them in your hand and hold them real tight all week long because because you got a great matchup though i remember something like that last year and uh tied smacked smacked the guy it's probably 10 bucks says caleb plays tie in uh in week six Someone should check that. Check it right now if you're on the sleeper app, but 10 bucks. All right. Uh, last guy I want to talk about in this matchup, uh, two last guys, DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley on my side. Um, Calvin Ridley is a monster who had zero points on Monday Night Football. Really broke my heart. Really, 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 really broke my heart. I needed 13 points to win this game from Calvin Ridley, the guy who's been putting up 30 
I wasn't expecting 30, but I was expecting 13 from Ridley. He did not get it done. Um, DJ Moore, I've talked about him a little bit earlier. DJ Moore is the wide receiver two boom bust play. DJ Moore in my eyes now and in all y'all's eyes when you see him uh, up against you, you should think I'm starting Marquise Brown, um, these these deep uh, deep ball guys with massive air yards. Massive. Michael Gallup, that's another great comp so far this season because Michael Gallup hasn't been the most uh, performant guy so far. That's how I see DJ Moore for the rest of the season. Probably going to have some blow-up games and win me some weeks, but you know, flex, flex at the very most. We'll see what happens. All right, we're 25 minutes in. Let's hop into the week five preview. Matchup of the week, Matt, one and three, playing Evan, one and three. Now you might ask yourself, well, why do we have two one and three teams matchup of the week? Well, one of these teams is about to be two and three, and one of these teams is about to be one and four, and that's a big difference in my eyes. That's why this week, Matt and Evan, matchup of the week. There's some great storylines in this matchup. I'll spend a little bit longer on this one than the others. OBJ, we talked about him a bunch. Is he going to perform? Julio Jones. Julio Jones seems washed on Matt's side. Man, I don't I don't know what's wrong with Julio, but that could be a it could be kind of brutal. And Matt is still starting Drew Brees. I do not like the Drew Brees start, uh, especially without Michael Thomas. But uh, Evan looks like he's starting Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow has to play Baltimore. This game does have a high over under. I think Joe Burrow has a chance to throw the ball fifty times. As the, I think the Ravens are favored by 13 points. Joe Burrow could throw the ball a ton, but there's some mistake worthiness in there against that Baltimore defense. So Joe Burrow is a scary start for me from Evan. I do have Matt picked. I'll stick with that. But David Montgomery on uh, Thursday Night Football had a decent game. He had a touchdown on the ground, seven catches, 18 fantasy points. That's a good game from your flex running back. And Man, that, that that's kind of that's brutal. Evan is projected to win at seventy percent chance, but the guy I really want to highlight here, Tyler Lockett, in Matt's flex. Tyler Lockett has a good chance at going bananas on Sunday Night Football against the pretty, pretty, pretty freaking terrible Minnesota Vikings defense, the same team that Aaron Rodgers beat up and is now supposed to be MVP for some freaking reason. Well, Russell's going to look like MVP after this week because the Minnesota defense is not good and it's Sunday Night Football and they're about to go off. Let's see. Anything else I want to talk about in this matchup? I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire this week. Someone on that Chiefs team is going to put up a touchdown or two, probably two, one between Kelsey, Hill, and and Clyde. And there's I think there's a good chance Clyde gets two this week. I do have Matt winning this game, though, and I'm going to stick with that as Matt is getting the COVID players back. Oh, one last guy I want to talk about, Evan Engram. Evan Engram is a spot start tight end. He cannot be started every single week, but we've talked about it. The Dallas Cowboys defense, people, is so bad. There's a good chance, because the Cowboys are going to put up some points, there's a good chance that these New York Giants have to follow it up. I talked about Sterling Shepard earlier, but Evan Engram could literally do the same thing and put up a good 20 to 30 fantasy points this week against Evan. We all know Evan <laughs> against Evan. Evan Engram 
has the the talent to do that. So I think there's a good chance that that happens this week. Next up, I play Brandon. I am two and two. Brandon is two and two. Guys, I want to talk about in this matchup. First of all, Brandon, if you're listening to this, I don't want to get trashed in the chat. You are currently starting Nick Chubb and Kenny Galladay. Nick Chubb is on IR. Kenny G is on buy. Now, obviously, if you play those two players, I really like my chances to win. But because of those two players being out, I still like my chances to win this one. I don't think Brandon is flexing Devin Singletary. I don't think Singletary is a great start. If if Zach Moss does end up playing, he's just going to split time, like 50% uh, snap count. Not a great start. And I think Kenyon Drake is trash, but Kenyon Drake plays the New York Jets this week, and I get to start him. I think DJ Moore has been trash. DJ Moore plays the Atlanta Falcons this week, and I get to start him. I think there's a good chance I could put up some serious points in this matchup, and I don't think Brandon is really going to be able to compete. That one was quick and easy. Let's move on to Alex at 3-1, and one, taking on Jack at 2-2. Two and two. Now, this one... I like this matchup a lot, and I might spend some time on this one because, and I've been hammering it all week, that Cowboys, 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 the way their defense is playing forces their offense into a position that makes these matchups absolutely crazy. Alex is going to start Dak, Zeke, and Darius Slayton in the flex. Now, this Slayton start for Alex, this is a sneaky start. Low, low, low floor, like zero, with a ceiling of a two-touchdown game, potentially putting up 30 points. I would be scared about Darius Slayton if I was Jack. Right now, I'd be sweating my face off. I do have Jack winning this matchup. Looking at the matchup, I'm not sure I I love that pick. Um, I talked a little bit earlier. There's a good chance Kelsey on Jack's side puts up like a two-touchdown game because Kelsey loves to smash in AFC uh, AFC West uh, opponents, and they play the Raiders. So there's a good chance Kelsey smashes. Allen Robinson had a 10 for 90 on 10 catches, 90 yards on Thursday night. Allen Robinson is insanely good. Get him a quarterback, please. I think that, and oh yeah, and Jack has the Cowboys receiver, Amari Cooper, on his side as well. So there's a good chance that Jack is siphoning some of these Dak points off And he gets to have Jared Goff probably shred the Washington Redskins this week. That's why I have Jack winning this matchup. Uh, Jack also has a guy in Will Fuller. Will Fuller is a must start when his hamstring is alive. Big hamstring blowout. That's Will Fuller's hamstring. And that sucker is going to blow out any second now. But while he's active, man, you start Will Fuller. He's going to be a monster. He's all Deshaun Watson has, and I do like Deshaun Watson starting this week. I really do. For Jack, though, gosh, the flexes in this matchup are what's going to decide it, and my favorite flex is Darius Slayton on Alex's side. Alex is also flexing Daryl Henderson. That is a terrible flex and should never happen based on last week's eight carries last week for Daryl Henderson. You should never start him. Never, ever, ever. Jack is forced into a position to start Edelman, apparently. Uh, and Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is still playing on limited snaps, I think. Debo is a rough start as well. Yeah, 34% snap uh, last week. I would not be starting Debo, even though I like him in the future. Uh, and I, I don't know about Edelman. It, dep- it really depends on the cam return because Edelman had a great couple of weeks. But if that offense is like slowing down or if they just 
kick the crap out of the Broncos. I don't know. I don't like Edelman either. This game will come down to the flexes, but I like Jack to win. Tyler, 4-0, taking on Scott at 2-2. This matchup is also incredibly intriguing. We got the two money running backs facing off in Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. We got Ronald Jones putting up a good game on Thursday for 17.5 fantasy points, facing off against Miles Sanders. Now, Miles Sanders is a great start, but this week, Miles Sanders plays the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. If you remember back to week one, Saquon Barkley, who is better than Miles Sanders, got smothered, just got shredded by that Pittsburgh Steelers front. And the Eagles line is not good. I am scared for Miles Sanders this week. He's going to have volume, touches, catches. Hopefully the catches for Miles Sanders and maybe he sneaks a touchdown in somewhere, uh, saves his fantasy day. Otherwise, it could be a rough one for Miles Sanders. Hopkins. Hopkins could go ballistic as long as the Cardinals don't get up big on the Jets. I picked Scott in this one. I do think Ty has a better chance to win. Ty's team will be consistent. Ty's team will put up 140 minimum this week. Book it. But with players like Tyree Kill and Marquise Brown, I think there's a good chance Scotty can put up enough points to take off Ty and maybe even put up the most points on the week. I'm picking Scott in this game because I have seen the stats. (laughs) You know, I mean, stats and I'm, I'm heavy in on chiefs this week. I think chiefs are going to just destroy. And I like Marquise Brown this week. I really do. I think Marquise Brown is a great start. He has the air yards. Like I said, I've seen the stats Marquise Brown. Good start this week. So I think, I think somehow some way Scott keeps Tyler from going five and zero and getting into a position where eh, it could be hard to catch him from, uh, you know, at least bare minimum, a hundred point win. Remember, most points for throughout the season gets $100, and best regular season record gets $100. So right now, Ty's in the favorite for both. He'd be plus 100 on his entry fee. Let's see if we can all work to make that not happen. I love you, Ty. But come on. Let's get some some competition, including myself. Jeez. All right. Last matchup. Last one here. Colt. Two and two, taking on Caleb at one and three. This one's fun. We got Lamar against Mahomes. That's pretty exciting. Lamar, sadly, has not been, probably has not been what you drafted him to be. The most points he's put up this year so far is 36. That's a great fantasy quarterback day, but not when you pick him in the second round. He had three touchdowns that game. He has yet to rush for more than 85 yards, and his passing yardage totals the last two weeks, 97 yards and 193 yards. Mars seemed iffy, man. I think he'll make it make it a comeback this week when they freaking shred the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's a high over-under. I think Lamar Jackson has a really good shot to put up numbers. Colt, great waiver ad in Mike Davis. We all knew the, the McCaffrey owner needed to spend up for Mike Davis. I wasn't sure it'd be worth it. It's totally worth it. Great waiver ad, Colt. Uh, Mike Davis is carrying you through this McCaffrey injury. And the Nick Chubb injury, you know, we don't like wishing for injuries, but this Nick Chubb injury forces Colts Kareem Hunt into a position to freaking dominate. That in addition with Adam Thielen playing the Seattle Seahawks, who we all know put up points and doesn't have the greatest defense. Colts starting DK Metcalf against the Minnesota defense. We talked about that one. 
gosh, I like the I all those players I just talked about, the top one, two, three, four, five players for Colt, love. Now we start to get dicey. Colt starts Jonu Smith. That's an okay start. Sometimes you have injuries. I think Colt's, yeah, Fant's out, right? I like Fant was a great pick. Jonu, you know, that's fine. Spot start. Nikhil Harry in Colt's flex. <laughs> Keep it in Jeeves. Do not start Nikhil Harry. Philip Lindsay in Colt's flex. Is, I don't know if this is just because Colt wants to enjoy. Well, I guess he wants to see players on Monday. He's not going to enjoy it. He's definitely not going to enjoy it. But it's not going to matter. I got Colt winning this matchup by 40-ish points. That's my over-under spread. If you want to put some money on it, I will take the over. So hit me up in the DMs if you want to take an under on that. This is a Appalachian State, Michigan situation, potentially. So maybe you want to get some money in on that. Caleb, Caleb is doing a better job with his zero RB strategy. He's starting James White this week. I like James White. That's a perfect zero RB running back uh, to go out and just get, get a couple of points. There's a chance, like we talked about, Cam Newton freaking shreds the Broncos if Cam comes back for Monday. And then James White will get less passing down work because they're just going to be running the ball. C.D. Lamb must start. George Kittle will smash. Other than that, you know, I don't like J.K. Dobbins. I don't really like T. Higgins. I think he needs to be rostered, but I don't see a massive ceiling for T. Higgins. Jerry Judy, I don't like. I mean, Jerry Judy could draw some serious coverage from McCourty and, uh, oh, I guess Gilmore has COVID. Well, Judy only had four targets last week. I don't know. I don't like Judy that much, and I don't like Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry had the deep ball touchdown last week pass, but... You know, not the biggest drive this guy. I got Colt winning this matchup by 40. All right. Last little thing I want to talk about, waiver ad of the week. You guys know how important waivers are. Waiver ad of the week this week goes, uh, this one's kind of tied. I'll give it to me. I picked up Josh Kelly with uh, Austin Eckler down. There's a lot of teams in this league that could really use Josh Kelly. And I'm shocked I was the only player to bid on him. Second, though, and I really do like this for Alex. I talked about it. Darius Slayton. That's that's a great ad for a spot start against a great matchup where you got a chance that he could literally just win you the entire week. All right, guys, that's all that I have for this week. Hopefully I can make this a weekly thing and get, get back after it next week. Um, you guys are about to hear uh, the song of the week coming up. Um, I'll just kind of play that. I'll do that every single week, and you guys can just sit back, vibe, get your head uh, in the right right mind space. Get your mindfulness going and get ready for a great day of football tomorrow. I'm super pumped. Let me know if you guys have any feedback or anything, and I'd love to hear it. All right. Have a good one, guys. Peace.